finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. Today's Callahan Show is sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use code word JERRY for huge discounts. For example, you can get the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98 for only $19.98 with code word JERRY. I'd call that a huge discount. MyPillow is made in the USA, and it comes with a 10-year warranty. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Makes an excellent gift. Get it now. And you can support this show and you can strike back against canceled culture. As you know, like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the canceled culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping this show, you're fighting back against canceled culture. MyPillow isn't in the big box stores anymore, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Uh, Tom Brady speaks. Tom Brady speaks, although he speaks to his good buddy Jim Gray, which means he said a lot of nothing. Uh, We'll read between the lines. I think it was essentially a, a concession. Yeah, you got me. I'm walking away, but we will play you some of that. Also, uh... Whoopi Goldberg steps in it, and not for the first time. I don't think anybody out there has a history, uh, such a rich history of saying really dumb things. But this time, uh, Whoopi really stepped in it. She apologized last night and made it worse, as uh, people often do. We can play uh, Whoopi with her good friend uh, Stephen Colbert and ask the question, which is something we seem to be asking a lot, will she survive? Will Whoopi survive? this controversy also the olympic starts tomorrow with curling um not really interested in that i got a better spectator sport for you the truckers the convoy is going to start in california and drive across the country to protest vax mandates and other authoritarian measures now that will be a fun spectator sport we'll tell you more about that and a lot more on today's Callahan Show, brought to you by DCU. To love your car, but hate your car payment, no problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. Yesterday, we talked about Magic Johnson uh, with Gavin Newsom and Magic Johnson with the uh, the mayors of L.A. and uh, San Francisco at the game. Nobody had masks. And this frustrates me, frustrates you. But there were lots of people from California, you know, tweeting on social media, talking about one guy. I just I think, yeah, I retweeted this one guy. He said at the same time, Gavin Newsom was maskless and partying with a 62-year-old obese man with HIV. This guy's nine-year-old child was playing in a youth basketball game where every kid had to be masked up and gagged during a basketball game. 
Now, I don't know what the breaking point for everybody is. Obviously, my breaking point was like two years ago with this COVID madness, with these ridiculous restrictions, with these over-the-top measures in the blue states by the blue governors and blue mayors who have taken great joy in abusing children, destroying businesses. We've gone over it a lot. But how can you be a Californian, have a child that's being, that you're forced to gag all day, seven, eight hours a day, a third grader, a fifth grader, a ninth grader, who has to wear a mask at school, who has to wear a mask playing basketball, who has to eat lunch outside and put the mask on between bites, and then see the man that issued that mandate, this greasy, oily, slimy dirtbag, Gavin Newsom, say, oh, no, you must wear your mask all, at all times, you, 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 know, you third graders. And then he's at a, at a playoff football game laughing it up and yucking it up with Magic Johnson with no mask. And then, and you, you said, we said this before we started taping here, we knew, I knew within seconds he would be caught in this lie. Gavin Newsom lied. He went, he was at a podium, by the way, with the press in front of him, his mask in his hand and said, oh no, I just took it off for an instant. Judiciously. Judiciously. To take a photo, you know, with the legend, Magic Johnson. Not when I was drinking water or anything, though. You know, I would remove it for that. As soon as I saw this, I said, that is a lie. It's a lie. Everyone knows it's a lie. Everything about masks are lies. They're just lies. It's not like these guys, it's not like these guys have built a lot of goodwill either. Like if you look at the state of the cities, like London Breed and San Francisco. San Francisco is such a shithole now, and that state is such a shithole. You remember seeing the the train photos of uh, all the right. UPS packages destroyed around it. It looks like a third world country. No, that's California. Um, so it's not like they built up any goodwill. They've destroyed their economy. There's tons of homeless problems. People are defecating in the streets. <laughs> so it's not like they built enough goodwill up there where you would like let this mask thing slide. I don't know what the breaking point is, but there's no way I would live in California. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. way. Yeah. For our, for our California listeners, what Get is out. wrong with you? Get what out. Is, I mean, this guy won the recall election. People wanted to keep him. So, so everybody who says, and every time we talk about this, people say they voted for this. Screw them. I understand that emotion. I, uh, I, I, I do. Because, I mean, lots of people are voting with their feet or with their U-Hauls and getting out. Famous people. Rogan and Jim Ben Shapiro. The, Elon all Musk. these people are escaping. Elon Musk. And it doesn't matter. It, they still reelect these people. They reelect, you know, these DAs that let uh, violent criminals. George Gascon, he destroyed San Francisco. And now he's destroying L.A. Same guy. It's just incredible how far the state has fallen. But how, as a parent who is struggling to get your six-year-old masked up, how do you look at that and not be totally just repulsed by this phony again? He, someone told him, oh, picture, Magic Johnson posted it on Instagram of you two together, smiling, no masks. Immediately, says he took it off just for an instant to take a picture. And again, immediately after that, we see more pictures. He was caught on the cam, whatever the, you know, like the kiss yeah, cam, cam that gets the crowd. Yeah. They got him without a mask on. Then there was another picture where he said he had it in his hand. There was another picture he didn't have it in his hand. Another picture of him in the box walking around the box, a video, walking around the box, no mask. And I understand he's a Democrat. He's in California. They lie. He lies. And, and he still gets reelected because the people elect him are idiots, are fools, or, or they're leeches that don't pay the ridiculous taxes or pay or have children that they have to abuse by, by, by mandate. But 
didn't he know? I mean, he's not that dumb. I mean, didn't he know that, they were gonna, that he was lying, that he took the mask off, he didn't wear the mask in front of thousands of people, and he was going to get caught? There's no it's repercussions. Amazing. That's why. He, They're brazen because there's no repercussions. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. But no. uh, do, do we have Newsom talking about this? Because yeah, as, soon as, as soon as he said it, I oh, saw this on Twitter, and I said, he's going to get caught 10 times over, and he did immediately. There he is. You're correct. I was very judicious yesterday, uh, very judicious. And you'll see the photo that I did take um, where Magic was kind enough, generous enough to ask me for a photograph. And in my left hand's the mask, and I took a photo. The uh, rest of the time I wore it, uh, as we all should. Uh, not when I had a glass of water or thing. And I encourage everybody else to do so. And, <laughs> and again, it wasn't just one photo of him it there was I don't know, half a dozen immediately emerge he's he, you're right he's so brazen knows there's no repercussions knows because he has a d next to his name and he and he uh, is the governor of a third world banana republic that he can't be defeated so he doesn't care by the way do we think that magic asked him to pose for a picture i know that was magic. another thing too <laughs> yeah That's magic so johnson weird. You know, can't wait to get a picture with gavin newsom i mean come on and and he'll sit there and he'll talk about masks are to protect, you know, the most vulnerable. It's to it's your patriotic duty to help your fellow man. Well, he just took a photo with an obese sixty two year old with HIV and didn't feel the need to mask up. And I'm I you will look at you could see the pictures. People send uh, post photos of their children, their fifth graders, playing basketball with a mask on, and you're going, what the hell? Who is forcing them to do that? Who thinks? that that is necessary. The answer is nobody. It's all about virtue signaling and trying to show that you care more than the next guy. But then you get people like London Breed and, and Garcetti and, and, and Newsom who get exposed and nobody really cares. It's just, yeah, whatever. Just another lying hypocrite. I mean, when I tweet about it, I get all these responses. Say, all, all politicians lie. Well, yeah, but that doesn't make it right, assholes. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, that's some sort of justification. Yes, they lie. They make deals. They steal money from you. They, they, they take power. Yes, we should call them out when they do that. But I, 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 in my own way, I find this more infuriating because, A, they know it's all just virtue signal. They know it's, it means mass do nothing and mean nothing. And B, the people who are paying the price for their, you know, hypocrisy, for their posing, for their virtue signaling, are little kids. You know, our fifth grade kids are 10-year-olds. They're the ones who have to suffer. Gavin Newsom, I mean, Mr. French Laundry, the guy who forces public schools to do this to children and then puts all his kids in private schools uh, where they don't have such mandates. That hypocrite, that liar, that, that unctuous, oily, sleazy fraud. Uh, he could say or do what he wants, and he knows, you know, if he's on the ballot again, he wins. Hell, they talk about him as a national candidate, perhaps for president. You know why? Because everything about him is just is artificial, and it's inauthentic, yeah. and that's the Democrats don't mind that. It's all looks. Look at him. He looks the part. He looks like a TV president, and there's enough dummies out there would look at the D and say, oh, I know him. He's really handsome. I'll vote for him, but... Uh, it's once again, guy gets caught lying his ass off and nobody cares. Nobody cares. But all right, I tell you who wasn't lying, Whoopi Goldberg. She was telling Jesus. the truth. And that's Whoopi. why that's why Whoopi is in trouble. But I'm telling you, 
if you think Whoopi is not going to survive this, you haven't been following Whoopi's career. I forgot. So she's been around so long. She's 66. Um, uh, she's been around so long. Uh, I forget some of the scandals, some of the stupid stuff she's done and said and survived. This is a great example of uh, it pays to be a liberal, particularly a liberal, a liberal from uh, a uh, marginalized community because she has done a dozen things that would get uh, Joe Rogan get Joe Rogan canceled. I'll, I'll, I'll make the comparison. Joe Rogan versus Whoopi Goldberg. Who should be uh, canceled? Who should be deplatformed? It's not even close. The stuff she has done and said is just bizarre. And I guess her alibi, her excuse, her explanation is she's just not that bright because the I thing guess. she said yesterday is just so stupid. It's not even a, you know, it's not even some, you know, uh, diabolical, you know, uh, 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 theory. It's just dumb. No, it's not a deep dumb. thinker. Yeah, that's, that's not exactly not a deep wrong. thinker. But uh, we will get to uh, Whoopi, and we'll get to the truckers who are uh, we hope coming to America. Hopefully, this is a this is like Molson, man. This is a Canadian export <laughs> that's going to catch on in America, and it's going to be uh, awesome, an awesome uh, spectator sport because we need something to watch instead of the uh, Winter Olympics, which sounds like it's going to be a disaster. It starts tomorrow, though, with the curling. How many people in America are going to be tuning into curling tomorrow on, like, Peacock Network? Uh, we will see. But first, let me do... What am I doing here? Am I doing... Uh... ExpressVPN <laughs> or Paint Your Life? Let's do ExpressVPN. This it just seems like the timing is so good these days for ExpressVPN. The problem with big tech companies is that not only do they censor what you read, but they track what you do online. They track what you're searching for, the videos you watch, and everything you click on. They use this data to serve you ads, and they can match your activity to your true identity. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched. They use this data to turn you into a product. The same big tech companies who are largely responsible for cancel culture are also using your information to profit off it. They cancel you and have the gall to make money off you at the same time. That's why we use ExpressVPN and that's why you should too. ExpressVPN is a simple tool that protects you from big tech companies by hiding your identity and your online habits. ExpressVPN disguises you and prevents big tech from tracking your online activity and turning you into a product protect your privacy by going to expressvpn.com slash callahan you can support this show and you can strike back against big tech and keep those identity thieves at bay did you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell you data the worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or even get your consent but you can protect yourself with expressvpn ExpressVPN masks your internet connection and location, which stops third parties from identifying you and harvesting your data. The best part is it's really easy to use. Even I can do it. You can do it on your computer, your phone, your tablet. Just go to expressvpn.com slash Callahan and sign up today. Install it in seconds. And once you do, protecting yourself online is just one click away. Go to expressvpn.com slash Callahan. All right, we're traveling again. We're living again in much of America. Not everybody, but people are getting out, enjoying life, taking vacations, taking trips. Well, if you want to celebrate some of your favorite times, here's your here's, here's the way to do it. You could turn your new memories into art with paintyourlife.com. When I first heard about Paint Your Life, I thought, 
what a great idea for a gift for birthdays, weddings, whatever. But I figured it must be expensive and I'm cheap. So I said, nah, I don't know about that, but it's not. I was wrong. It is affordable. You get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price. Or you can combine photos of people or places you love in a one painting. You choose a, from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. User-friendly platform makes it easy to order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. It's fast. You can receive your portrait in as little as two weeks. Send any picture of yourself, your kids, your family, a special place, someone you loved who isn't around anymore, a pet, an action photo, something, I don't know, the beach, the mountains, whatever. It makes, uh, they, they can turn that into art and it makes a perfect gift. It's meaningful, it's personal, personal, and it can be cherished forever. At paintyourlife.com, there is no risk. It's the best part. If you don't love your final painting, your money back, your money is refunded immediately, guaranteed. And right now is a limited time offer. You get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to 64,000. That's Jerry to 64,000. Paint your life. Life, celebrate the moments that matter most. All right, uh, if you missed it, and how could you? I mean, it was on The View yesterday. I watch every day. Don't miss an episode. I just love these cackling hens, you know, when they get to these real deep intellectual discussions. They like me. I learn things. I mean... And Whoopi, I mean, she's just, it's another level. She's just, she's just a brilliant woman. And I always thought when I learned about the Holocaust, when I read about the Holocaust, when I read uh, about the final solution, when I read what uh, Adolf Hitler did to the Jewish people, I thought it was a master race trying to destroy, eliminate an inferior race. I mean, they, they outlawed intermarriage because they didn't want the races to mingle. They didn't want the uh, you know Jewish race to uh, to to, to uh, infect the inferior the superior race the master race uh, the the Aryan race. You heard race race race. If you read or see anything, you did. Well, um, Whoopi missed that movie, missed that book, missed that lesson, and she said it ain't about race. Now, I have trouble getting angry at someone like Whoopi. It's not like you're listening to someone like I don't know. Ayanna Presley or Elizabeth Warren, who has real power and real influence and, and, and real support by people in my community. That scares me when you listen to someone. But, know, has, but, Whoopi, but Whoopi has a large platform. This is misinformation. That's a good point. And it is funny at this time. It must kill a guy like Rogan. And again, I didn't like his statement yesterday. A little too much groveling for me. But he must watch something like this and go, wait a second, I'm misinformation? This idiot and these all these idiots. I mean, every day you get lies and, and misinformation from these fools, and they're ripping him. They don't know anything about him. They don't listen to his podcast, but they're ripping him and talking about deplatforming him. Well, Whoopi yesterday said, and she says it so matter-of-factly, it's kind of creepy that the Holocaust wasn't about race. It was white on white, which is, to me, that's kind of a look into the mentality in America today from the, from the brainless left is everything's black and white. Everything is race and race is black versus white race is us versus them. And that's all that matters. That's all that. And if it's not black versus white, if it's just white versus white, and that's how it is in Whoopi's mind, 
then I don't really have a dog in this fight. So, you know, whatever. It's just a bunch of bad guys, you know, hurting a bunch of other guys, you know, a bunch of white guys killing a bunch right. of other they're, white they're guys. They're eating their own, I think, is something. They're she said that at some eat, point. Eating their own. Yeah. And she doesn't have a dog in the fight, although she did take the name Goldberg and call herself Jewish at one point. Well, um, but, <laughs> but she doesn't look Jewish, so it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't matter to her. It was incredibly ignorant and it blew up on her immediately because it was so dumb. It wasn't like a nuanced thing where people were, you know, trying to help her explain it away. It was just idiotic. And it's not, it was unnecessary too. Like why even go down that route? Why even, why even say that? Unless you're making some sort of like a judgment on it, unless you're making like, Oh, that's not as bad or that shouldn't be considered racist because they're the same. They have the same skin tone. So unless you're making some sort of judgment around a qual, like a quality qualifying it in some way, why even go down that road? Ooh, I hate to, I hate to interrupt Whoopi, uh, but this yeah. is a live show. We're at live on locals. Yes. And Tom Brady just officially announced his. I'm, go, I'm glad I didn't spend the first half hour talking about him uh, not retiring because Tom Brady just officially announced his retirement. Uh, he's done, he tweeted, or, uh, yeah, I guess it'd be a tweet, probably an Instagram as well. Brady, just a big heart, kind of saying goodbye. So, bruh, uh, Schefter was right. Uh, Darlington was right. Hey, everybody was right. So then why not, he, why not announce it on, on the, on the podcast yesterday? I don't. It's, uh, it's uh, officially announces it on Instagram. That's how he did it. Uh, so. I, I, I guess that's a good question. It's like, his why not, podcast or, yeah, just owns an, it. Announce it then and then go on the podcast and talk about it. I don't, what, what the hell? It seems really and weird. Now, I mean, every, the problem is everybody already did the uh, farewell to Tom Brady tweets and all the farewell to Tom Brady talk uh, over the weekend, especially leading into the games on Sunday. Here is Tom Brady's official announcement. Do we want to redo the first segment, Carano, or should we just let it, let it go? Redo it. Uh, yeah, redo it for the posting of the podcast. That's up to you. But however you want to do it is fine. All right, here is Tom Brady's official announcement. Uh, I have always believed the sport of football is an on all-in proposition. If a 100% competitive commitment isn't there, you won't succeed. And success is what I love so much about our game. There is a physical, a mental, and an emotional challenge every single day that has allowed me to maximize my highest potential, and I have tried my very best these past 22 years. There are no shortcuts to success on the field or in life. This is difficult for me to write, but here goes. I am not going to make that competitive commitment anymore. I've loved my NFL career, and now it is time to focus my time and energy on other things that require my attention. Um, is that... There's not a word about his family. There. Yeah, that's I that's mean, the strange thing. Other things that require my attention. How about uh, focus on my family, people, about other people, people I love, and you other know, other ventures. You know, um, this might be part one. Is there uh, is there more coming? Because it, that's a, that's kind of a a little flaw here. I would think. Um, I don't know, I'll check it, his Instagram. I don't I don't really uh, see if there's anything else on there, but. Uh, all right. Well, Tom Brady is officially done at 44 and a half. Um, and, um, obviously no surprise. The surprise for me was Saturday. 
when Schefter and friends were tweeting and talking about it and I tweeted about it and people talked about it all weekend. Um, I'll just, uh, since uh, this is breaking news and this is big, I'll just reiterate what I said, uh, uh, tweeted on Saturday when I, we said here yesterday. Mm. Obviously, um, it shocked me because he's still good. But I guess I'll say this for Brady. I'll say this, that he always promised that he would play until he couldn't play anymore. He would play till he sucked or implied in that was till he got hurt and sucked. And I took him at his word on that, that he wouldn't give it up when he was still good. But Brady has kind of been the best at everything he's done. I mean, literally, he's the best. I, I, I pointed this out on Twitter the other day, and I've said it many times over the years, is I was in the middle of it when Brady kind of took the whole time. I was on the radio, uh, doing sports radio, doing typical sports radio debates for years. Brady ruined all that. He ruined the sports radio you know, template. We argued about who's the best quarterback ever. That was the number one debate on sports radio for decades. Was it Joe Montana? Some people would say Johnny Unitas. Peter King would chime in with Otto Graham or Red Grange or some stupid guy from the black and white era. Uh, but it was it became Brady versus Manning versus Montana for years and you'd hear people say oh montana won four super bowls no picks he was a great postseason peyton manning had five mvps peyton manning was put up huge numbers every year brady eclipsed them all and he did it by doing by winning like montana and putting up numbers like manning he did everything better than everyone he literally uh became uh, a, a guy who threw 50 touchdown passes at the same time he was winning and coming through in the clutch. So he was the complete package. He was the best leader I've ever seen in, in, in football. He was the best winner. And I, I would even include uh, Bill Russell who won 11 championships in 13 years. But when Bill Russell won his first NBA title, there were, you know how many teams were in the NBA? Colorado? Guess 12. Seven. There were seven teams in the NBA when he first started winning. The NFL has 32 teams. It is designed to promote parity. It's designed to prevent dynasties. You get the first pick when you finish last. I mean, you get advantages. The schedule gets easier when you struggle. Brady just blew that all up out of the water. Brady and Belichick. But he became all the debates. You have the debate of who's the best NFL, who's the best quarterback. That's not Tom Brady. Who's the best NFL player? It used to be oh, Lawrence Taylor, Jim Brown. There were names that you were included in this debate. And then it became Brady. I mean, no one even debates it. You hear, you know, these former players and they just say he was the best ever. He became the best New England athlete ever. And, you know, breaks my heart, but he eclipsed Larry Bird. He eclipsed uh, uh, the, uh, Bill Russell or Bobby Orr. I love those guys, but, you know, he did it in a much tougher field and it's just much tougher what he did and he did it for much longer uh he became the best underdog story the 199th pick in the draft that is an amazing legacy to say that you were picked in the sixth round sixth round the brady whatever it is the brady six or seven what is the number of qbs went ahead of him spearing wing and you know uh, uh, mark bulger and uh, you know uh, the chad pennington all these guys went before him we we revisited them. One guy 
Giovanni, whatever his name is, was a was a yoga instructor in the mountains of California. They all have been done and gone for years and years, and Brady's just now retiring. So he was the best underdog story. He was just, and again, the best leader, the leader of men. And I'll say it again. I've said it a thousand times, but I think it's worth repeating. In in all among all the things he's done and winning seven Super Bowls is mind-boggling. Going to half the Super Bowls in his career is mind-boggling. But this, on a personal level, tells you something about the guy. And obviously, I had a lot of interactions with him, and I liked him, and he was nice to me, and he was all class, and I'll I'll never forget that. But he played with literally over a thousand players and coaches in his 22 years. Never has anyone really badmouthed him. That is saying something. That just seems impossible. That uh, teammates. And I know he was very demanding. Um, a friend of mine played quarterback for the Patriots for a couple of years, Hugh Millen, and like one of the only athletes I've ever become friends with. And I talked to him all the time. And, we, and he came back. He's in Seattle. He's a successful real estate guy. He does some media. And he's got a couple of sons, and they're teenagers. So he comes back to a game in New England, and he asks if he could introduce his sons to Brady and Brady was too busy. And he just apologized said, I'm sorry, I got to go. I can't do it. And Hugh just said, you know, even that he was, he was classy and he was nice about it. That's the first time I heard Brady like saying no to anybody, but he did it in such a way that Hugh had no hard feelings. He said he tried, he just couldn't, he had go here to be here, there and everywhere. The life, the way he made that life work and appeared to make it work without a lot of, friction and tension and stress it was remarkable when you think about it have you ever seen him really get upset in an interview i mean he did i mean you know my former partner kirk menahan pushed him to the edge a couple times and he did hang up one time but he never really got angry i mean we would ask him anything and he would laugh it off or move on he might not say he might not uh, give us a great answer but he never let it get to him and at times we were putting him on the air at 6.30 in the morning when his, the team got back after a Sunday night game at 3.30 in the morning. And we would look at each other and say, is he really going to do this interview? It's three. He just got back to town three hours ago, and he would do it. I mean, he did an interview one time with us after getting T-boned in Boston. He was driving his Audi, his Audi A8 in an intersection. Someone blew through a red light, smashed his, into his car, like totaled it, and like, Ten minutes later, he was on the side of the road calling us in, calling into us to talk because that's what he was supposed to do. And he didn't sound rattled or flustered. He didn't blow us off. He was just remarkably disciplined and responsible and likable. And personally, people hate him because he won, because they're whatever, Jets fans. But personally, I mean, professionally, they, they hated what he did to them, did to their team. But I'm not sure I haven't met anybody that didn't like him, that, that really disliked him for any real reason. I mean, Chris Sims, that, that nitwit on uh, NBC or C, uh, whatever he's on, NBC, uh, he doesn't like him. He, when he does his rankings for NFL quarterbacks, he puts them like 23rd. It's personal. He, he was with the Patriots for like a week and a half as a quality control coach or something, and Brady must have, uh, you know, I don't know, cut him in line in front of him in the cafeteria but because he still holds a grudge. But no one knows why, and everyone knows it's just kind of petty. 
there's no real reason, but there's nobody knows anybody who just doesn't like him for any, any, you know, real genuine substantive reason, which is a pretty amazing legacy. When you play football for 22, I don't know anyone who played pickup basketball me with me for 20 years who everybody liked universally that every, that nobody had a problem with. It's just hard to do in that competitive environment where people are getting cut and hurt and traded every day and nobody disliked him. I mean, that doesn't really uh, matter in the big picture because he won all these MVPs and and then Super Bowls, but that's a hell of a legacy, which uh, is something I guess I'll remember that nobody really disliked Tom Brady. I would have been telling you about Shake Concrete for a long, long time. Today, we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man in charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shake Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers, all kinds. Do you need any podcasters? You <laughs> know, we do have the precast podcast. Well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh, <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to shakeconcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to our, any of our offices. We got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at shakeconcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? And you'll we'll give them a hat. Hats. Yep. All right, sounds good. Shakeconcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. So there are uh, six pages, or, or sorry, eight pages to this um, retirement announcement here. So we were just looking at that first one where he's just kind of setting things up. On the sixth page, he does go through his family stuff and thanking his family, thanking his parents, thanking his wife. Um, six pages. And I, uh, what I read like was the pages. first page. Yeah. It's like, if you're on Instagram, you just, um, you can like scroll through the images. So it's uh, read, read me the page about the uh, family and the wife and the parents to my parents and entire family and extended family of countless friends. I love you. And thank you for your never ending support and love. I could never have imagined the time and energy you have given me the past 30 years in football. I can never re repay you. And just know I love you so much. And lastly, to my wife, Giselle and my children, Jack, Benny and Vivi, you are my inspiration. Our family is my greatest achievement. I have always come off the field and home to the most loving and supportive wife who has done everything for our family to allow me to focus on my career. Her selfishness, her selflessness, sorry, allowed me to reach new heights professionally, and I am beyond words what you mean to me and our family. Uh, and then he says uh, in Portuguese, uh, Te amo amor uh, da minha vida. <laughs> wow. Uh, what does that mean? I love you forever? Uh Yes, uh, Minya is, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, Tiamo, I love, yeah, my heart, I don't know, I can't translate, what can I say? <laughs> um, Tiamo's I love you, isn't it? I don't know. Sure, yeah. Well, I love you, my dear. And, and you know what, Brady will do this right, he'll, he could have done it, you're right, in his podcast, he could have done it uh, over the weekend, you know, with Schefter or something, but uh, 
this is more personal. This is kind of classy. You got photos, you got them waving, you got the family, you got everybody. And uh, over and out two weeks almost before the Super Bowl. Hell, he's not even going to take away from the curling tomorrow. The first <laughs> no, he's round not. Of, uh, the, no, which is good because I'm focused on curling. The translation is, I love you, love of my life. I love you, love of my life. Yes. And now everybody is tweeting about how amazing he was. I feel like we all did that two days ago, three days ago. Uh, we can do it again. But uh, the the legacy is like no one. I mean, obviously, when Babe Ruth retired, it was a whole different world. But even Jordan, Jordan came back. He retired under you know suspicious circumstances, came back, played for Washington, and played for the Wizards was number 45. It looked weird. It looked awkward. Yep. Brady, Brady is not going to have that face. He's not going to have that stage. He's not going to be Peyton Manning even, who couldn't throw the ball 40 yards in his final season. He was hurt. He was banged up. He was carried to the Super Bowl uh, and to a Super Bowl championship by the Denver defense. Brady's not going to have that. I think, you know who's really disappointed oh. now is the Brady haters because – if you're a Brady hater, and there's lots of them, and again, it's not personal. They, they're Jets fans, they're Dolphins fans, whatever, Steelers fans. It's just people uh, anywhere but New England and Tampa. Uh, I always tell the story of uh, Daniel Tosh. Tosh had a, a routine of doing a stand-up. And he said, hey, how was your weekend? I had a, I kind of had a tough weekend. He said, it was, a, it was wildfires in L.A. And he said, my house burned to the ground in those wildfires. And everyone was like, oh, and Tosh goes, yeah, but the Patriots lost, so it was kind of a wash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Patriots losing kind of balanced out the... Uh, I guess the, the one thing they have is he didn't win a Super Bowl in his last year. But that's pretty well, much he won, it. He won one last year at the age of 43, which is pretty amazing. And he won 13 games and tied for the best record in the NFL. So there was never that phase where he just struggled and said, oh, and everyone said, oh, that's done. And you know what? Most professional, almost all professional athletes have that moment. Or that that month, or that season, or that time, you know that that Willie Mays moment where it's just so it's melancholy. You say, you know, remember when? You remember when he could make that throw? Remember when he could lead a team to a win? And now look, he's, you know, he's is is he going to get replaced? Is he going to get benched? That's the way it's supposed to end. So even walking away, Brady is going to piss off all those Brady haters, all those you know Daniel Toshes out there are never going to have that that moment. He's going to deprive them of that moment where Brady grew old and ineffective and they got to have a laugh, at least one last laugh. They got to beat him and watch him limp off the field or get carried off the field or you know, get go gray or go bald or <laughs> go get old. They're not going to have that moment. I think I mean, obviously, that's not great. That's not Brady's greatest accomplishment. But wouldn't you put that on the list that Brady is going to deprive the 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 sports world of seeing him look human, in decline. of seeing him look mortal? Just yeah. in, and I'm not saying be disgraced or or even you know like like Willie Mays or even like Peyton Manning just struggle to make a throw, but just lose. And granted, think of this, Carano, and you point out. He's not going to win a Super Bowl. Think of what he did in his last year, in his last game. He was down 27 to three. It was it's true. He was getting smoked in the, uh, in the playoff game at home. And he came back and the whole country was riveted saying uh, on social media and everywhere else, oh my God, he's going to do it again. 
he is going to do it again. And you know what? He almost did. He tied it up. He tied it up. He came back from 27-3, lost in overtime because of his defense, because of Antonio Winfield, because of his defensive coordinator. They let, let Cooper Cup get behind him in overtime, which was amazing. That was overtime, right? Or was that regulation? Yeah, I uh, and anyway, they tied it up to 27, and they blew it, and they lost. But his last game was just an amazing comeback with a sp- s- extremely undermanned Tampa Bay team. You know, his receiver, his offensive line were all limping and hobbling. His receivers were all hurt, and he brought them back from 27 to three and tied it up. That was his last game. I'm sorry, Patriot hate. I mean, Patriot. Uh, Brady haters, but you're never going to have that moment unless, you know, he does something in retirement and if he, you know, gets fat and old and bald in retirement, but that's probably not going to happen either because he's Tom Brady. But what, I mean, I don't think generally when guys do this, when they retire, when they hang it up, we go to comps, you know, what was, what was, who was he like? Who would you compare him to when we, when we do hall of fame discussion? It's like you compare, you know, this guy to that guy, you compare, you know, David Ortiz to, Whoever, you know, last week we were doing, you know, to, to uh, Barry Bonds and, and uh, Schilling with Clemens and everything. There's nothing to compare him to. He's just so much better. He ended all the arguments. He destroyed the, the debates, the sports radio debates. He defied all the odds. And you kept waiting and saying, when is that moment where, you know, he comes crashing back to earth? Because he took a chance, by the way. He could have quit at 40 and, and been the best winner, the best player, the best quarterback. But he kept going, and you're saying, uh-oh, he's going to push it to the point where he is too old, and it shows. And there were moments where he had bad, he'd have a bad game or a bad throw, and people were saying, ooh, could that Off be Off the cliff, it? yeah, right. Off, uh, right. The, you know how long ago the cliff <laughs> so was 30, He was 38 was? or 39. How long ago was that? Five right. years, six uh, years? Check, check that. Just do Max Kellerman cliff, because I believe like five years and three Super Bowls ago, uh, Max Kellerman said, and he didn't just say he's going to go off. He said he's going to be a bum in short order. Not he's going to lose it or he's going to get old. 2016. He's, so six years ago or five and a half, six years, he said he's going to be a bum in short order. So you're right. He was 38, yeah. 38, 39. And this idiot, Max Kellerman, another, again, Brady hater. There's a lot of them in the media. They just can't stand what he did. Plus, you know, he had a MAGA hat in his locker. That's why people like Max Kellum and Jamel Hill hate him because he had a MAGA hat in his locker. And he once, you know, was a friend of Donald Trump, so they hate that. But they weren't just waiting for him to be a bum. They weren't just waiting for him to go off a cliff. They were praying for it. They were excited about it. They knew that's how sports works. You know, Muhammad Ali gets old and gets pounded by Larry Holmes. That's what happens. You know, Peyton Manning, they all get old and they struggle and they walk away because they're human. And Brady never gave them that satisfaction, never gave them that thrill of seeing this guy that that they've watched win seven Super Bowls get old and get uh, and and look human. And and they're never going to get the chance unless he does like, you know, like uh, Michael Jordan takes a year or two off and comes back. That won't happen. There's no way that'll happen. I'm pretty sure he is uh, closing the book and moving on, and he'll do lots of other things. It's not like he's going to sit around just watching football and 
and uh, dreaming of the glory days. I'm pretty sure Brady is pretty going to be, is, is damn, I know he's damn good at turning the page and moving on. And, and uh, uh, I see people now speculating on, will he come back and sign a, a one day contract with the Patriots to retire as a Patriot? I, I think it's a feel my, good story. I see that. my former partner, Kirk Manhattan saying, no way he's going to retire as a, uh, as a Buccaneer. And Dan Roach says, I think he'll come back, sign a one-day deal, and retire as a Patriot. Uh, it's a good question. I will say no, because I will say he'll just retire. And he'll say wonderful things about New England and wonderful things about Belichick, of course, and, and uh, Kraft. But he's never been about nostalgia. You know, does he ever strike you as particularly nostalgic? He's moving on. Doing the one-day thing is a is an act of it sentiment, is. right? It's yeah. a sentimental, nostalgic thing. It also, I mean, if it does it or doesn't do it, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't mean anything, right? They're both, I mean, they'll retire his number. Obviously, they'll retire his number in New England and put him in the Hall of Fame and all that stuff and maybe build a statue. And they'll probably do the same in Tampa. I mean, he changed the franchise. He won them a Super Bowl. They'll probably retire number 12. And uh, Oh, that'll be so, league-wide, don't you think? League-wide, they'll retire that number. No. You no, don't think so? Can't. No, for two reasons. It's much too popular a number. Hell, Aaron Rodgers wears well, there's it. there's that. That's true. And uh, and I don't know. That she seems like it's reserved for Jackie Robinson, reserved for guys who do more than have great careers. Yeah. I don't think. Maybe, maybe they'll put a little sticker on the helmet for a year. Oh, but, they could do that. But I don't think they did that well, for Peyton Manning. So the only reason why I think he might sign, he could potentially sign a one-day contract is if he's got some sort of deal with Kraft, maybe he's going to move into some sort of ownership at some point with the Patriots or going to have some other affiliation there. Then maybe they would do that. I don't know. It's good optics. Helps the it's, it's a good question. People will want that. Thornton Nation, you know, Jerry Thornton and his crew will want him to be part of the organization. He's never going to coach. We used to talk about that, and he's been – Close to, and we we he's been the center of discussion about when he'll retire for whatever eight years now. Sure. And people would say, "Will he coach? Will he be part of ownership? Will he be on TV?" I say, "No, no, and no." At one point, he became too big even for that. And now Peyton Manning's on TV, and you know guys like you know John Elway run franchises, but I think he's always had his eyes on other things outside of football for for a couple reasons. It's important to him as he told us many times on the radio doing the, the health and wellness thing is important. It means a lot to him. He has a passion for it. Plus he's going to be a billionaire. I mean, he's not going to be even Tony Romo, like making 17 million to sit in the booth and talk football. He has his eyes on bigger things to being, you know, to not, not Elon Musk, but maybe being in the conversation with guys who are, uh, just movers and shakers in the country well, and, and going, going to Davos or going to sun Valley and, and talking about his line of you know health and wellness products or his line of athletic wear or whatever. He's going to be a guru. That's what he's going to be. Yeah. He probably like, likes that. It's that he probably likes that idea of success more than being on a broadcast success. I right. mean, that doesn't seem like a, a guru and a mogul. That's what he'll be. He'll right. be, and he'll continue to have this big smiling face and he'll have a glow around him. You know, he kind of has that glow around him when he walks into a room. I suppose, you know that. And he has a me. big smile and everyone lights up and says, oh my God, it's him. It's Tom Brady. I mean, he's the greatest team athlete in in sports history, in my opinion. And uh, he won more titles than Jordan. 
you know. Yeah, Jordan's the only comp, um, really the only comp, but uh, you're right. He's got more more titles. He won more titles. He won them in two different places. And again, he did it on a bigger stage. As big as the NBA was, there's nothing that compares to the NFL now. In, in U.S. sports history, nothing. Maybe, you know, prize fights back in the day. But nothing compares when you consider the, the, the blanket coverage, the saturation, just how big sports, how big the NFL is to the country, to the people, to the, to the fans. Nothing compares to it. That's why I think he's the greatest clutch player ever, which I never thought he'd get to that point point, be more clutch in my mind than Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan or, or Bill Russell or, or even Larry Bird. But he sure did. He became the greatest clutch player when the game was close down the end. You know, he found a way. He loved those big moments. So that's another thing. He just has ruined all the discussion, eclipsed all his peers in so many ways. It's it's hard to believe. And again, this is the last, this is the last act of a of a just superior athlete. He's got a player, a team player. He's just gonna walk away before he has to limp away. And exactly. He dodged a bullet. He he only had the injury. To really, the only tough, really tough injury was the one to his ACL, which put him, you know, put him on the sidelines for a year. But that was that was, he had a very lucky career. I'm sure he had other injuries, probably had some concussions. But for as long as he played, and for old as he was when he when he retired, um, he he got he got pretty lucky. He dodged a bullet. It could have gotten. And every year he plays, it's, he's dodging the bullet again for getting hurt. So I think uh, it's, it's true. And maybe he knows that. Maybe maybe he is hurting a little. Maybe you're right that he's uh, feeling a little neck or arm or something. Good. And he's going to get a, get out before, again, he has to limp out. But you're right. He had one serious injury. We used to, when we'd interview him, he would talk about how he knows how not to get hurt. He knows. Yeah, he that knows he's not fall. And we would, like look at, we'd look at each other and, like, roll our eyes and go, what the hell is he talking about? You know. So if you're get you know, your knee caved in by Andomic and Sue, who ended up being his teammate, but or by Aaron Donald, you know how not to get hurt when they do that or they drill you in the head, you know? I mean, there was a point, and this was one of the few, I don't want to say scandals, a few questionable things he did where he was endorsing concussion water. I know. That if you drank Super it, sketchy. you wouldn't get concussed. Think of how silly that is. He and Wes sketchy. Welker, I believe, uh, <laughs> through Alex Guerrero. No, yeah, Wes never had any concussions. No, he, no, he, no, totally no. with it at the end. Wes is one guy. I was looking at him on the sidelines oh. the other day because he's coaching the Niners, and I'm saying, is he still all there? Because it's not going to last forever. He no took way. more hits. He had his bell rung more than anybody, and Brady didn't. Brady, he genuinely believed that he knew how not to get hurt. That's why I don't believe he's vaccinated because he knows how not to get sick. He knows, he, he, he thinks the things he, do, he does protect him, and it's hard to argue because he's been so healthy. He looks so good. He's been so successful. You say, you know what? I can't argue with the TB12 method because it works. Look at him. Just look at him and look at the numbers and look at the career he just had. He finishes number one in so many categories that we'll be seeing those lists for the rest of our lives of, you know, touchdown passes, particularly in the playoffs, you know, wins in the playoffs. Um, Somebody said he's the winningest quarterback and if Peyton Manning came out of retirement today, he would have to go undefeated for the next four years, 17 <sighs> games a year, to catch him. Yeah. Un- 17 and 0 for the next four years. Peyton Manning, who had a remarkable career. Oh. Now, the second best quarterback, in my opinion, 
and a damn good actor, by the way, if you saw him on Saturday Night Live. That's the one right. thing. The one thing he might do better than Tom Brady is act, you know, in commercials or on Saturday Night Live or on that thing on Monday Night Football. Brady won't do that. Well, maybe he will do, do some commercials and maybe he'll do Saturday Night Live again because he said it was a fun time when he did it and he was pretty good. But Manning might be better than that. Uh, everybody's tweeting. I'm looking at Kenny Chesney tweeting a picture of him with Tom Brady and saying he's so proud of his friend, Tom Brady. Everyone wants a piece of this moment, Carano. It's going to be huge for all the uh, all the uh, celebrities. All the beautiful people are going to want a piece of this and they're all going to want you know, to sit down with Tom and talk to Tom. And right now, Gail King and Oprah Winfrey and Ryan Seacrest and you name it, they're all calling, uh, you know, calling, see if they can get uh, Tom to sit down. And he's going to be very careful and picking, choosing who he sits down with. I'm going to guess it's us. You know, once I get, I get the call in, I'm going to put the request in for him to sit down. I have his email, by the way. I got a nice email from him. Oh, there you go. When, yeah, when I got when I got fired, got a nice email. Maybe I'll return that email and say, Tom, you know, for old times' sake, what do you say we sit down and talk about? I think uh, you should try. Yeah, talk about. Hey, wouldn't hurt to try, right? Absolutely. So, all right. Well, yeah, you're I know right. we. I, okay. I would like to uh, flip this podcast uh, around. Can we do that? You're you're the technical whiz. I mean, I don't know if it'll make sense chronologically, but I can uh, I can I can do that, or we can just cut off. I can cut off the beginning. Would you prefer to do it that way? Yes, you can cut off the beginning. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll, right. I'll try to make it. I'll make it sound as natural as I possibly can. You know what? Can. If you cut off the beginning, we start with uh, we start with Whoopi for a couple minutes, right? And then we go right into uh, oh, like how here's the statement, and I think I repeated myself on purpose. People are enjoying this part of the podcast, I'm sure. But hey, yeah, whatever. Breaking news is breaking news. We're gonna have this up in a matter of minutes, and we're gonna be have a complete podcast from somebody who saw every snap of Tom Brady's career, at least until, you know, went to Tampa and talked to him. I would say I've talked to him more than anybody except maybe Jim Gray, when you think about it. Um, yeah, so how, many year, I, how many years was he on with you? I think it was 18 or 19. Wow. So every week during the football season for like 18, Every Monday years? for, uh, except 2008. Yeah, of course. As you point out, when he got hurt, we talked to uh, Garoppolo. No, and eight was uh, Castle, right? I mean, not Garoppolo, uh, Castle. And then when he gets suspended for Deflategate, we talked to Garoppolo right. and Brissett. Oh, yeah, that's and one, right. And one week, Brissett was nervous, and they put uh, Josh McDaniels, the new coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, he had to step in because they were nervous, and, and Brissett didn't want to do it. I think he ended up doing it the next week, but that was when Brady was suspended, which is one of the great scandals. And we don't have to get into it now. we got to get this up. But Brady did nothing in the league, the league that, he, that he'd been playing for, that he'd you know, done so much for in his mind that he'd, he'd, he'd represented proudly and responsibly that league suspended him for four games. And you know why? Talk about being ahead of their time. The NFL suspended him because he wouldn't submit because exactly. he wouldn't comply the same reason, you know, they're, they're suspending people now for not complying and submitting to the man. That's why Brady gets suspended. He wouldn't give them their, give them, give them his phone. He wouldn't submit and just say whatever you want. He, he didn't, he did nothing wrong and he gets suspended for four games. And you know what else? He didn't really hold a grudge. I mean, privately he did, but publicly he didn't really lash out. He should have because Goodell, what Goodell would did was petty. It was wrong and everyone knows it, but it's like one more thing Brady had to overcome and he did it and he did it well. So add that to his legacy. He'll, he'll do a book at some point. 
and it'll be just too cheerful to be great. It'll be good, but there won't be any good grudges in there. No. You need some good hate to make a good a biography worth it. Don't you agree? I agree. Yeah. And he does he doesn't have enough hate in his heart. That's the only problem with Tom that I ever had. Well, not he's just too hate. worried about his image. He might he might actually hate people, but he's not going to tell right. anybody publicly right. that. Yeah. He, and no, he won't. I don't think he ever will, but unfortunately, yeah. but all right, we will leave it there. Congratulations to the goat. I know I know Minahan gets annoyed when I call him that, but he's the goat and uh He's done, officially done. Congratulations to Tom Brady, the greatest to ever do everything. But uh, we will leave it there, Carano. Thanks to everybody for listening, for watching. Thanks to you for putting this together. You got a little work to do. Yeah, I do. But uh, hopefully uh, it uh, it makes sense. But uh, we will leave it there. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>